You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. It certainly is Community Now and the final Wednesday of the month, so it means we're highlighting the work of the Community Action Network and as always, or at least 99% of the time, <laughs> uh, welcome by uh, Hannah Reese from good Community morning. Action Network. Very Thanks good for having me. Welcome back. Welcome back again. Now, there's some uh, big weeks coming up, um, isn't there? Um, uh, people may well have heard about already, but tomorrow, hey, it's like, it's like the Christmas Day of the volunteer sector, isn't it? <laughs> Volunteers Week. Would you go that far? No, you're kind of, yeah, let's um, lower our expectations a tiny bit. It's the launch of Volunteers Week, who, of course, are wonderful folk and um, can are doing lots and lots to support them, as we always do. But we've got some very special events going on, which I would love to tell you all about. Before we get to those events, Mm. if people are just joining Hope FM for the first time, maybe they haven't heard uh, Community Action Network on the station uh, before. Just give us a quick recap of what you guys do. With pleasure. We are an infrastructure charity who support other not-for-profits and charities across across Bournemouth, Christchurch Pool and Dorset. We help them to find volunteers. We help them to recruit and um, to govern themselves legally and offer networking opportunities to meet other not-for-profits and celebrate what those fantastic people do across the whole county uh, out of out of love really um, yeah. and um, yeah it's our pleasure to do so yeah because the, the charities that are run by volunteers people might say hey if you're just run by ch- uh, volunteers you haven't got any outgoings it doesn't cost anything for volunteers to be part of your it's not true is it it's, everything no, else that goes into it everything has a cost obviously mm-hmm. volunteers give their time for free but to organize and to support them mm. there are some some running costs but of course what we always say is that when you work with a volunteer and community sector the value for money is mm. second to none and we see especially in the community whether that's uh, I don't want to talk about COVID or anything like that because it's it's, it's always been this way, but may, maybe just a bit more prominent in recent times, the, the the value and the and the need and the reliance of volunteers in the volunteer sector um, more than ever more before. than ever before, Thank right now, isn't it? So, Thank how many people are under your little nest? We. Uh, we recruited 2,000 extra volunteers during COVID, and I don't have the absolute stats, but I know a lot of people wanted to stay on. Mm. So the volunteer, um, sorry, the vaccination stations nearly got it out. <laughs> the vaccination stations are actually um, sort of closing at the end of June. You can't get your first and second doses anymore. But lots of those volunteers wanted to stay on with CAN and are now looking for alternative uh, mm. roles, which will be just as meaningful to them. Mm. So are they, are they going to be finding roles within within CAN or within your the the, the, the charities and organisations that you, you partner with? Well, excitingly, we do have volunteer roles in CAN to mm. help our wellbeing collaborative which helps people to find out what other charities are out there. It's sure. like a, a walking um, dictionary of, sure. uh, you know, so we're looking for people to to get trained up and to get supported and to be in public places at designated times to meet members of the public who might say, actually, my grandma might quite like to go to this or mm. my child might quite like to go to that or I could do with some support with mental health or what have you. And these wonderful volunteers will be able to signpost them. We'll so, find, well, sorry, we'll find out about how people are going to assign and sign up yes. to be volunteers but let's let's have a look at volunteer week which launches tomorrow let's talk talk us through some of the events that are happening we are very excited to be having some face-to-face volunteer fairs 
Um, our team of from the Volunteer Hub are going to be in three different locations and each one they've got up to 20 different charities and not-for-profits with a stall um, telling everybody as they walk in what their roles are. So it's a really good opportunity to talk to the charities themselves and to get an, a realistic idea about what different roles in, involve. So if your charity that you really love or you really want to volunteer for doesn't come on your particular day, you'll be able to talk to Amy, Liz and Michelle from our team mm. who will put you in touch with them in another way. I think they've got the whole directory in they've their heads. They know it all. <laughs> So how big is the directory? Because you've talked about lots of volunteers. So how mm. many actual charities work under your umbrella? There are um, over 500 who are members of CAN, which is free. Uh, and we encourage all um, not-for-profits locally to join because you get lots and lots of support and it's all for free as well. And then you can take part in these fairs and you can be a community hero in the spotlight and you can come to our free webinars. So it's all on the website. Great. <laughs> These volunteer fairs then, yes. where are they taking place and when? 7th of June in the Spire in Pool from 10 till 1. 9th of June, Bournemouth Library, 10 till 1. 14th of June, Christchurch, Druitt Hall, 10 till half past 12. And we've got at least 20 different charities or not-for-profit groups coming to each of those. I'll give you a little... I'll give you a little heads up. So at Paul, we've got the Scouts coming. We've got a range of disability charities to find different roles to support people with disabilities. And we've got a social supermarket, which is a way that people can uh, pay £5 and have a lot more money for their, a lot more food for their money. Sure. Um, so those are just three. They're very different. I wanted to give, mm. give an idea. In Bournemouth, we've got ICN, who support refugees. We've got an art therapy group who help young people with mental health and we've got drug and alcohol rehab. So again, a really broad mixture of, of different charities there. And lastly, at Christchurch, we've got a women's support charity coming, homelessness support and the guide dogs. So a, a plethora uh, covering all areas. I, I hope I've covered needs. everything there. Children, yeah. dogs, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> older dogs. people. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. So though, if people want though, that information again about where those fairs are taking place, all the information over at can100.org. Um, people that aren't able to get online, though, is there a phone number they can they can call if they want more information? Oh, that's a good there one. Is, that there is, a good is. Question. I know it. You do. <laughs> Shall I give it? Go on. 01202. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now I've forgotten. 432066. And Fresky will be on the call. <laughs> uh, you know Can what? you confirm? I'm going to confirm. Uh, yeah, the phone number is... No, I'm not going to confirm. I'll do it later. We'll do it later. When we, when we, when Gosh, we recap everything... Gosh, this is a professional everything. setup. <laughs> My goodness me, I should have had that up on screen myself. Sorry. Sorry. I, won't, I won't throw any more Yeah, well, I think balls. I gave the wrong number. No. <laughs> so that's Volunteers Week. Okay, we started with that. We also want to find out about something else happening in June as well, because it's Small Charity Week coming up in a couple of weeks' time it too. It is. June is a big, big... Vol um, Yes, a big month in the volunteering community sector. Um, the 19th to the 23rd is Small Charity Week. Now, I was a bit surprised to find out that a small charity is anyone with an income of less than a million. Yeah, I think sure. that most of our not-for-profits that we support locally would think that mm. is big um, because they're working on a shoestring budget. But anyway, um, and we are having some free online support for our members. Mm -hmm. Again, it's all on the website. So um, funding advice surgery 
you can have half an hour for free with Louise to talk about how to get those funding bids. Lots of charities and not-for-profits can't afford to have a funding officer. Mm. Um, and obviously, as a volunteer role, they are like hen's teeth, really rare and really, really um, useful. But, you know, it, it, can take, it can be a full-time role to look for funding. So Louise from Cannes will help you with that. There's also um, social media training, which is being led by BCHA. They've led our training and it's been fantastic. Mm. Just where to put your hashtag, what a tweet is, Mm. um, the difference between writing a Facebook piece and a Twitter piece. Mm. You can see I'm really up with the lingo. (laughs) Um, uh, What photographs land quotes yeah. and things and it's it's fantastic that's an oh, hour wow. long free webinar highly recommended so that's for that's for all the members of 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 can, of can. Yeah. and then steve our wonderful advisor at the end of the month on the 23rd he's doing a governance surgery which again i've mentioned talking about we help charities to run legally to have trustees to keep their accounts above board and steve place as as many people in the voluntary sector locally will know is an absolute guru mm. of those types, types of information and he'll be there f- free online as well for you so get involved fantastic all that information yeah account100.org that phone number do you want to try again no, i've got that up I want here you to give it. 01202 <laughs> 466 130 oh heavens knows what i said please don't uh, bring I that think- <laughs> Please that, bring the one downstairs. Need to come, need to come up with a you know, like they used to do on the on like Saturday morning TVs, have the sing along yeah, phone number. Okay, we'll get next you on, month. We'll get you on compa- Yeah, you got a month to work on a, a little sing along phone number. Oh one two oh two four double six one three zero. If you're not able to get online, um, you can get all the information. We're well, talking about sing along. You've actually got a piece of music. You I picked. do. I, that's a beautiful segue, thank you. <laughs> um, we haven't said who our community heroes in the spotlight are, but this song, I'll Stand By You by The Pretenders, is what they do for other people. So um, I wanted to pick it in tribute to them. Fantastic. Here it is, yeah, The Pretenders, and I'll Stand By You. The forever cool Chrissy Hine there with the pretenders and I'll stand by you as chosen by Hannah from Community Action Network today. And I guess Hannah, um, it's time to play this noise. Which signifies the, the announcement, <laughs> hear ye, hear ye, um, of who's going to be, or who is, the uh, community action hero in the spotlight for the month of June. Here we Over go. to you. Over to me. On the 20th of June, it's World Refugee Day, and we have two fabulous charities as our heroes. So we've gone plural. We have International Care Network and Safe and Sound Dorset. Perfect. Excellent. Well, we're going to be covering both 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 heroes and talking about a collaboration uh, they've got together um, in time for World Refugee Day. But first up, uh, lovely to welcome, I think welcome back to the station. You've been on the station before, haven't you, Rachel? You have a few like times a in the past. A veteran uh, to Hope FM. Rachel, who's from the International Care Network, or ICN. A very good morning, June. Congratulations being chosen Thank as one you. of the spotlight um, heroes. Tell us about ICN. What is it? Where is it based? And what does it do? 
With pleasure. So our offices are based in central Bournemouth on Holdenhurst Road, but we work across BCP and Dorset to support refugees, asylum seekers and vulnerable migrants of all backgrounds with the practical and emotional, mental well-being support that they will need to resettle and rebuild their lives. And what we're really hoping, dreaming, working towards is the idea of settling well and integrating well. Um, So for families and individuals to feel at home here in Dorset and BCP and to feel that they have the support and the skills that they need to integrate into their local communities and find their feet. What, what have been the main challenges in recent times? Because it's not hasn't oh, it's goodness. not just it's not just Ukraine, is it? But it's, it's Afga- no. Afghanistan and Syria as well, yeah. and from other places. What have been those main challenges here in Bournemouth uh, with ICN? In I mean, in Bournemouth, I think we're facing what a lot of charities are facing. It's the cost of living crisis. Mm. Fundraising is really tricky in this kind of economic atmosphere. Asking for funding is tricky when people just don't have as much to give. Um, we really recognise the support and welcome the support that we've had from BCP to welcome refugees and asylum seekers in the area. Um, the housing crisis is a huge, huge issue. The cost of housing for those that we're supporting is a real, real challenge. Um, and we're just seeing a lot of terrible things happening globally, mm. which um, we then see the real impacts of here in BCP. Um, so it's not things that are just happening over there it's things that Mm. have an impact both on people who are already here so you know the syrian crisis the afghan crisis ukrainian war those all affect people who are living here because they have family friends Mm. loved ones or they've had to leave themselves leave those crises and so just being there and walking alongside those people Mm. and it's a privilege but it's tough at times so how is ICN actively doing that then? How are they actively coming alongside uh, people who find themselves in, in this local area? So we've got a couple of different arms of work. Um, one of the big projects that we do is ESOL, so English for Speakers of Other Languages. We run loads of English classes in our office and in the community. We've got um, mixed classes, classes for varying kind of levels. And we've also got women's classes in the community that run with a creche alongside so that really targets women who would otherwise be excluded because they've got really small ones at home and can't access childcare. Um, so it's it's getting those women to come along to make friends to learn English. So English is a huge one because we think that that is kind of the bedrock of being able to settle here well is being able to communicate with others. We offer immigration advice. We are OISC qualified. So um, it's a legally regulated service and we're level one qualified for immigration advice. Um, We have a general advisor who can offer advice with housing, benefits, utility, disputes, things like that. Um, And we've got a couple of council contracts. So BCP council um, support us, contract us to support the um, separated children seeking asylum in the area. So young people who have arrived here on their own um, and are under, under 18 and need... Um, a social worker and a, and they get an ICN support worker as well to support them with education, healthcare, mental well-being. Um, and then 
Goodness, <laughs> we, we do quite a lot. And then I also manage the resettlement contracts that we have with BCP. Mm. So we um, are contracted to support those on government resettlement schemes. So that was Syrians uh, initially, mm. um, Afghans on the various Afghan schemes. And also we do some support with Ukrainian families as well with BCP Council. So we cover a lot of ground. Um, we're busy, but we love it. So we've seen in the news, and we don't have to get really deep into it, but the, the, the illegal migration bill that's going through mm-hmm. um, a parliament and then eventually to the Lords. What with that with that mm. bill? What are the what are the main concerns from from your end about the, how that's going to affect the the, the people um, yeah. who you who you support? There's a real sense of insecurity, I think, for people mm. who are here. Um, and are watching the news and realise that the government could move them at any point, whether that is, you know, initially it was, we're going to move you to Rwanda, perhaps. Mm. They've got no connections there. Why would they want Mm. to go? Um, It could be being moved from uh, one initial accommodation hotel to another in a completely different area of the country. Mm. Now there's the idea that they could be moved onto a barge. Um, So there's that real sense of insecurity. People just cannot settle they can't start to put Mm. down roots and figure things out because they don't know how long they're going to be somewhere and i think um on a wider scale we're just really worried about the the danger to people's lives that Mm. this causes so there's the mental health impact of that insecurity that i was talking about but also when it comes to pushbacks and um trying to limit the boats crossing Mm there's a real sense that that is putting people's lives at danger in an already really dangerous situation. So we, yeah, we are really concerned about about those things. Are some of those people that have come and have settled, obviously there's a certain amount of insecurity, do some of those actually really want to go back to their homeland if that opportunity was there? Oh yeah, absolutely. A huge number of the people that I speak to or come across I mean, A, they'd rather have not had to leave yeah. in the first place. And if the situation was safe, if they thought it was safe, you know, primarily for their elderly parents or for their young children who are with them, they'd go back in a heartbeat because that's where they're comfortable. It's where they're from. It's where they can speak the language. You know, it's where their experience translates into relevant work. Mm-hmm. Um, their qualifications are recognized. All of those things. So um, the simple fact is that the conflicts do not look like they're resolving very soon so they they do need to look for alternatives you know for themselves for their families for their children but yeah absolutely uh, well, you're never going to be out of work by the sounds of it sadly not <laughs> which sounds a bit strange <laughs> So um, it's not just, it's not just ICN as the community here in the spotlight as well. It's also Safe and Sound Dorset as well. And I know uh, you guys at ICN and Safe and Sound have got together for a, a collaboration for a, for a project um, in particular supporting women um, and young girls, um, refugees from, from Ukraine in the local area. Before we get on to that, though, I want to say a very good morning to Dot. Good morning, Dot. Morning. Good morning. So you're from Safe and Sound Dorset. So give us, give us an overview then of... Um, the work that you do and the charity itself so safe and sound dorset works um in bournemouth in boscombe particularly um and we work with women who are isolated or at risk in the community um often experiencing multiple lifestyle issues Mm. so it could be mental or physical health issues um 
relationship breakdown, uh, addictions. So there's there's a lot of areas that we work that we help women with. Um, we create. Um, we've got seven sessions that we run throughout the week. Um, which women can link into and these are meant to be a safe space for women so they can come in and we give non-judgmental help and support to people um, basically we're building a community of support around these women because that really is what they need they need peer support they need uh, professional support so we try and give all of that to them as well so how many how many people are you working with then it's in the local area through safe and sound how many, how many women um, and young girls well, do you interact with over a year we probably have about 120 women that wow. come through our sessions um each session might have up to about 20 women in it um and we we also eat together, mm. so it's not just um, having sessions. We have art sessions, we have housing sessions, we have personal development sessions. Mm. And, um, yeah, we, we try and have a meal around uh, whatever the session is. We'll have a meal, we'll have exercise, we'll have all sorts of things, interaction going on. And, um, yeah, it's creating a support network more than anything. How, how long has how Safe and Sound been, been going for? Um, we've just had our sixth birthday wow, okay. in April. <laughs> so we've been going for six years, but we were doing voluntary work before mm. that. So it was a vol- voluntary thing where we were going out on the streets because we do outreach on a Friday mm. night. So we're actually seeing women who are sofa surfing mm. or rough sleeping um, and and a lot of women who have been moving who are moving into new housing mm. will go and visit them because that first year in a new new place is really it's really important that you get support around you and have you seen much change in the six years since the the, the charities foundation up up to now or is it has it been pretty constant throughout well the pandemic changed a lot of things i mean there was nobody on the streets during the pandemic so we literally became an online community mm. and we um, did deliveries every week we did food boxes we did craft kits we just tried to keep the connection with women so that um and we and we yeah we just built this online community which which was really thriving um and then but it's been quite easy to go back we had we used to have about three sessions a week now we have seven so you can see it is developing and growing and and there's a need i mean one of our sessional workers who runs the tuesday and the thursday craft groups Mm. she's having so many women come that we're having to sort of say okay only 20 on each session Mm. and they need to put their names down because you know it's very popular so obviously working with a lot of people how did they find out about you in the first place is that sort of personal recommendation from others that are in a similar situation we don't really advertise where we meet up but obviously we Mm. do have the well now which is our coffee lounge Mm -hmm. and it's in the royal arcade in boscombe and um, so that's the place that the women would normally come to to find out what the programme is, um, to find out where the sessions are, because we, we don't actually advertise them sure. outside. Is that, is that um, a safeguarding thing um, yeah. as well? Yeah, It's just, you know, because some of these women are at risk sure. um, and the reasons why they're at risk, you know, we, we just need to be aware that um, we don't want to be, we don't want people knocking on the door who... Mm 
you know not welcome sure so what would you say was your your greatest need at the moment you mean you spoke you alluded to like capacity there um in terms of size of the groups what what would you say was south safe and sounds a big biggest need at the moment um well we <laughs> we've got the well coffee lounge mm. and we need that to become our business that mm. kind of runs alongside the charity so that we're actually creating some financial security mm. for ourselves um, so at the moment we're just about breaking even so if mm-hmm. anybody wants to go and have a coffee at the coffee lounge <laughs> at the well coffee lounge in the royal arcade in boscombe um, have a coffee have lunch there mm. you know that that's our greatest need is to see that really thrive and we i mean that's been so good it's been open for a year mm. and um, we've got lovely team of staff there very welcoming um, and we've got work experience people coming in we've got volunteers there um, yeah, so yeah, come come along and see what we're like. So, you, so you're based there in Boston, but uh, is it for the, the the people you support? How sort of how far are you are you stretching into sort of like wider BCP and Dorset? Um, we go all the way up to Kinson, mm-hmm. um, so Ch- Charminster, Kinson. Uh, we go into Bournemouth to check the streets on a Friday mm-hmm. night, see who's sleeping rough. Um, we often meet up with um, women who are they just don't know what to do mm. so we can connect them up to we have um we have a worker who comes in every two weeks from shelter so we have um a shelter rep who mm. comes to our housing group so uh, we do referrals to shelter um and from there women can often get help mm. so yeah Beach Boys, certified summer classic um, and good vibrations as uh, chosen by um, Rachel today from International Care Network, who's one half of our uh, Community Action Network's Heroes in the Spotlight for the month of uh, June. That's we are. Um, we're going to find out now then. Um, so Dot from Safe and Sound um, and Rachel from ICN, um, you're collaborating um, on a initiative on a, on a brand new project, aren't you? Um, Dot, why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us? Give us the, the bones of it. Give us the outline of what you're doing. So I was at a conference at the university and I bumped into Rebecca who's the manager of ICN and I'm the manager of Safe and Sound Dorset. And I said to her, wouldn't it be a good idea to do something together? And I had this idea that we could do a Ukrainian women's group. Mm. And sure enough, we found the Welcome Fund, which was from BCP. It was being funded through Dorset Community Foundation. And we applied for it. And they gave us some money to run a women's session for Ukrainian people, for, for Ukrainian women, um, for a whole year. So we do it every two weeks. Uh, they meet at the well downstairs in a room that's um, allocated for them, uh, specifically for them. And, um, yeah, so far we've had about, I think it's about eight sessions we've done. So, yeah, it's working well. Um, well, one of the things that interested me is uh, in terms of setting it up, this, the well is for anybody to turn yes. up. Yes. But obviously a place of... Um, um, people friendly certainly for this group of women and so on and with the ukrainians do they have particularly special needs that maybe the other groups haven't got 
the impression I get is that they're looking for community. So this space allows them to come have uh, tea, coffee, cake. Um, there'll be a theme or an activity, something to do to occupy hands or kickstart conversations. But really, and as with any other vulnerable group, I think community is key. So finding a place where you can go, meet other Ukrainian ladies, speak your own language for a change, just kind of relieves the pressure in your brain. Mm. You're not having to think about how does my English sound? Does everyone understand me? Mm. Where am I going? What am I doing? Um, so really, it, it's creating that space, isn't it, where they can go. They can, you know, receive support a little bit of help with English if there's particular words mm. or things they're struggling with. But really, it's it's linking in with others, giving them that sense of they're not alone. There are other people in their local area going through similar things, struggling with similar things, also missing Ukraine, missing family. And hopefully those connections kind of then spread beyond that group. And I think um, what Safe and Sound have done is, is create that opportunity for people to make connections mm. um like dot was saying social isolation and loneliness is just one of the biggest biggest burdens on people mm. in vulnerable situations so i think this is just such an important place for those women and also we um because we we felt that it needed to be run by a ukrainian so we've taken on um a lovely ukrainian lady called natalia and um so she heads up um, the sessions mm. uh, so she's got about 200 Ukrainian women wow. that she knows <laughs> but fortunately we only have about 12 that turn up each week and it's sort of different 12 so good job it's not 200 <laughs> yeah and what we really love is the fact that like we'll what we do is we try and spoil them and give them a cream tea mm. or something really British oh. so we'll we'll provide some food from the well but um like when you go down there they've all brought their own ukrainian food as well and then yeah. they get their guitars out and start singing <laughs> together it's absolutely Gross. beautiful yeah. and they've made like lovely jewelry and oh it's just it's been such a wonderful group yeah i think it's, it's amazing um, it's brilliant as well to give people a chance to celebrate their yeah. culture mm, rather than the narrative being entirely about oh how awful things are in ukraine and how terrible it must be watching the news and isn't it so sad that this has been bombed and all of those things are very true and empathy is important um but we see it with all of our service users the afghans the syrians they want to talk about the beauty of their home cultures they want mm. to celebrate the the things that they miss and the special things so i think that's really really lovely to give them a chance to it do is, that definitely today is the day wednesday and they meet at one o'clock fantastic downstairs in the well so if you're a ukrainian woman and you're feeling isolated do come along the the other one one thing that i'd like to say is one of the women she's been two or three times to the ukrainian group and she immediately wanted to come to one of our women's sessions okay. because she's trying to learn english so mm. she's one of our volunteers now so she helps in one of our regular sessions and um it's great to have her amazing so it sounds like it's some really wonderful stuff going happening down there um um at the well uh, i want to reiterate um like contact details how people can get um find out more about um both the the charities today but also reiterate what you were you were speaking about earlier dot how the fact that with safe and sound you don't widely advertise for safeguarding reasons and mm -hmm. to make sure we've got you've got these safe spaces and um a safe uh, 
meetups for for people affected but if someone has been listening today whether they want to come along to one of the the ukrainian meetups or whether they, they feel themselves they needed advice or can benefit from what safe and sound does what should they do well, you could go on to the website, Safe and Sound Dorset, and mm-hmm. just contact us via there. We will send you an email back. Um, you can go onto Facebook and find Safe and Sound Dorset. We've got a creative community group as well, so you can join that group. You can ask to join that group, and we'll um, okay it. Um, otherwise, you can go into the well, and under the counter, they will have the programme that we've got for the summer term it only goes up to the end of the summer term then we have summer activities then we have the autumn term so we work term time only um for the sessions uh yeah so they can go into the well um the 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 staff in the well are are brilliant they're really aware of who's in there some people go in there every day because it's their safe haven now men and women you know it's not just for women um the well is for anyone to come and have a coffee but um you know the the staff there are brilliant and really are aware of who's around and what's happening and are very willing sure. and able to so if anyone's tell anyone's nervous about taking those first steps then because it yeah. is it, it for, for some it will be a, a massive step wasn't uh, wouldn't it so yeah. to have that, that that sort of staff that staff care on hand and and on a thursday uh two o'clock um in the afternoon on a th- every thursday we have the housing group which um, a shelter rep comes to. So um, that's a really good group. If anyone's got any problems with housing, we Mm. can immediately refer them. So that's That's another way. So that's safe and sound dorset.org um, there. And for International Care Network, reiterate those contact details again. So um, we are at www.icn.org.uk. Mm-hmm. We are also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, if that's easier for people. And for advice or inquiries, we can be reached on here we go, 01202-589-395. I can confirm that's correct. Well yes. done. Well done. I was I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna throw Ask you me. in the deep end with that. I, I learned my lesson. But well done, yeah, absolutely. Um I just one one last thing I know I want to mention about ICN about some fundraising you're doing um at the moment. Yes, yeah, so we are this fundraising kind of campaign has done really well and w- this is kind of the final push for us before we start recruitment but we are planning to recruit a mental health professional to join the team at ICN to pilot um, kind of basic entry level mental and emotional well-being workshops one-to-one support for refugees asylum seekers as well as building connections with local existing mental health providers with kind of cultural awareness built into that um so we've got a just giving page for that if anyone wants to um head over to just giving and search for mental health support for refugees and asylum seekers endorse it or run a fundraiser a cake sale a a, you know sponsored run all of that jazz we'd love to hear from you to support you in that 90.1 Hope FM and HopeFM.com.